Hey, welcome to FQ, where we talk about faith, family, and friends. I'm Jacob. And I'm George. And welcome to this week's podcast. Hey, welcome to the podcast. It is Wednesday, May 13th, and welcome to this week's podcast. Uh, It's me, Jacob, and... Me, George. And me, George. Uh, and <laughs> nobody else. So it's ju- you just got us this week, which is always fun for us. And or maybe not fun for you. I don't know. No, this is fun for me. I, I like doing it. I like having just us. Um, Every once in a while. Well, it, it's nice to, you know, because we talk during the week and yeah. I know what we're going to talk about. Like this week we decided that... Uh, Again, we decided against conspiracy theories, yeah. but um, wanted to talk about the church and yeah. how this whole COVID-19 coronavirus, um, false news, media scare. All that, uh, <laughs> all that garbage. Wait, did I go conspiracy? A little bit. But, I mean, it all kind of plays into each other basically even knowing uh we're not we are kind of talking about conspiracies and or like not really conspiracies but more of a what should we be doing kind of thing and and or i mean this kind of wraps up everything (laughs) we've been talking about i feel like it does i I think it's a good you know like you said kind of wrap up to talk about this and how it's affecting the the virus and what's going on with the shutting of churches and not being able to meet regularly and how is that affecting the body of believers? Is it, or is it affecting the church in a positive way as being bodies of believers and not in a building or is it having a negative effect on people because they're not meeting regularly? Yeah. Uh, Those are, these are all great questions. <laughs> um, so, uh, I don't know. Do you want to start? Yeah. I So, talking about um, meeting regularly, I yep. was looking up scriptures on that. And what does the Bible say to us, to say about us meeting together? And Hebrews chapter 10, starting at verse uh, 23 Without wavering, let us hold tightly to the hope we have. For God can be trusted to keep his promises. Think of ways to encourage one another to outbursts of love and good deeds, and let us not neglect meeting together as some people do, but encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. So, that's encouraging us as a body of believers in in at the time that Hebrews was written, like shortly after Christ um, was crucified and resurrected. They were saying, hey, let's not forget about meeting together. And I think when I talk to my friends that are introverts and they're like, oh, this is great. And I don't want to go out and meet people anyway. Um yeah, I'd I'd much rather just look at church online and be with you know my four and no more so to speak, um, and I'm fine with that. And then there's other of us that are 
extroverted that like meeting with people and scripture tells us to that we should continue to meet to encourage one another and i think i think we're doing that in a lot of ways but i know i also know there are people out there that are hurting because they're they don't have anyone yeah. maybe they're single or you know maybe they're Spouse isn't saved, or you know, they might they might be the only one that's going been going to church in their family, and that's been Hard. their source of of uh, connection with people. Yeah, you know, I know some people that 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 is has been their source that they're saving grace by being able to have that structure of going to church on every Sunday and and just sitting at home is not doing it for them because they want that community. Yeah, and. I, uh, you, you know who Francis Chan is, right? I do. So, uh, what's funny is I woke up super early this morning, uh, watched some debates just because I find it, find it fun to watch two people debated out about <laughs> different <laughs> topics. And, uh, I just happened to have my phone on and I can't remember. Oh, I was looking up the guy's YouTube channel for debates and, I stumbled upon Francis Chan, and he's living in China right now. He wow. moved from America from a really good uh, church that he was at, and he decided to move to China. He felt God was leading him there, and he was talking about this, and he was like, um, and this plays right into what you're saying. Uh, we as a church weren't meant to get more comfortable at home because that's what he's talking about. He goes, he goes. Everybody's saying like, "Oh, this is probably a good thing because you're going out of these walls." But he goes, but also nobody's going out of the walls either because of fear and and all that. And he was talking about discipleship and how like we we weren't ready as a church. He goes, right. "What would happen if the internet was gone?" He goes, "Think about that. Where would we be? Like right. even right now, we we." We wouldn't be able to do a podcast. And so uh, he was talking about, like, uh, that basically, like, what would you do? Oh, well, now I can go to church now because of the Internet. But instead of it being, like, an hour and a half church or two hours or whatever the kind of church you went to, it, it's, like, 30 minutes now. Cool. I don't even have to really do anything. So I don't even have to put on pants. Yeah. That's you know, there's no that's Sunday best anymore. That's less time than God with God. Right. He goes, some of the people, that's all you've ever, going to church was your only time. And so he's talking about, like, just different things. But uh, as I took some notes and just some thoughts. Um, but one of the things was that we're not average. Like, we're peculiar people. That's what the Bible says. Right, right. And that... I think that's where he's like, we need to figure it out because, and, and like, I fully believe that all this crap will end. Like, it'll come to an end somehow. Well, I and think, and I, I, I definitely agree with, I think you're right, and that it will all come to an end. And I think part of it is going to be people just being fed up with the status quo of staying at home. Yeah. And not being able to go meet with people. People are just going to start doing it. They're, you know, family-oriented people like ourselves are going to want to go see our families. Yeah. So what are we going to do? 
we're just going to go see our families. Yeah, we're just you know, gonna we're, ju- we're just going to do it. Yeah. Nobody's truly, like, they're not saying, they're saying we can't, but they they're really don't have any legal basis in doing that. You know, Constitutionally, you, yeah. Right. So. And, th- and that was, that. what's crazy is that was the debate. It was like constitutional rules and laws. And one of the guys was debating that and saying like, because they're talking about guns. But mm-hmm. he was like, um, you have, the government has no constitutional right to take away your guns. And the guy was saying, no, he's talking about militia. He goes, no, we the people have the right to bear arms. And like he read the the part and he was just like talking about it and he's like, hey, uh, and it's a debate. You get to vote on who you thought won. It's really good. But uh, the guy was like, um, no, the statistics aren't this and like red flag laws and all that. But getting off a little bit off track with this. But what I'm saying is that we have laws in America that protects religion. Right. And it doesn't matter if it's a pandemic or not. And I'm not I'm not saying it's not real. That's not what I'm saying. I'm not saying that it's not sad. Because like, I it hurts to know that a bunch of people died that may have not known Jesus and or I mean they left their families high and dry. And there's a bunch of things behind that, like maybe they don't get life insurance now because it's an act of God. And so well, they say it's an act of God. I don't think God doesn't do bad things. So, <laughs> but. Right. And, you know, even there's a couple of people that I know that have died and then, and they're saying they died from COVID-19. I also know that they had other underlying health issues and that the directive has been if you are in the hospital and you have COVID-19 and you end up dying. Yeah. It's from COVID-19, you know? Right. (laughs) So what if that person went in there, they had HIV, which compromises their immune system as it is. Yeah. And then they have, they get COVID-19. And so the diagnosis is uh, that COVID-19 killed them. Yeah. Not their underlying issue of already having immuno uh, and a suppressed immune system. Yeah, I don't know. Which is, is either way, it's sad. It's horrible. Yeah. you know. Um, and one of my saying, what I've been saying lately, uh, you know, when talking about death, is death at its worst is tragic. Yeah, at its best is inconvenient. You know, just for, just for, not for that person. Like, if they died with Christ, it's great. They're going into glory. Yeah. For them, that's great. For the people around them, it's either tragic or at the, the, the least uh, effect is that it's inconvenient. I have to stop my life to go to a funeral or, you know, yeah. and, and maybe that sounds a little harsh, but that really is like that. The, the, uh, for those that are left living after someone dies, the easiest part to me is that it's an inconvenience. Yeah. You know, and that, and, For sure. you know, that, and that's the, the easiest part of the death happening. It's definitely, you know, can be tragic, can be sad and inconvenient, you know, like 
there's no good time for for, <laughs> for people to die. You know, maybe it's a good time for them, but not for the people around them, you yeah. know. You're like, on Thursday would be a great time. Right. <laughs> for you to have your demise. If you could pencil yourself in for death on Thursday, <laughs> let me know about it five. so we can do some planning. That would be great. Yeah. But it doesn't but, happen like that. But I think leading this all back to it is that, I don't know, I, I think we we were unprepared as a church. I, I don't I don't really care what church says. Oh yeah, we're prepared because no one was, a hundred percent, not no. even the big churches. But also, I feel like this is a time for us to figure out different things, how we want to approach situations and and making disciples, right? Absolutely, knowing your Bible and knowing, hey, you know, we we still need to get together, and knowing how to do Bible studies and how to do small groups, because. You never know when this could happen again. We're, we're called to always be prepared in season and out of season, and sometimes we're just not. Um, like talking to Pastor Tim a few weeks ago, he was talking about them saying, you know, his cabinet, you know, his team members for his church were saying, we should get something online. And his response to it was, we're not ready for that yet, or I'm not ready for that yet. I'm working, you know, I've got three jobs and you know, a family that I'm taking care of, a young family. So I'm not exactly ready to go online. And the next thing they had to do is go online, you know, (laughs) because of uh, Corona. Like this has forced some people in some situations that they weren't ready for and have had to make that decision on the fly and be ready for. You know, you brought up Francis Chan and him being going to China. Their internet is, their government tells them what they can have on the internet. Yeah. So you might, they might get a podcast there if it's snuck in, but their church is underground, basically. Yeah. That you know. But even for them, he was saying like, because uh, he was talking to the Chinese church, and he's like, um, we can show the world mm-hmm. how to do church because we've been doing it underground for so long. Right. And. He goes, and even right now, we're not being able to meet because of this virus. And he is like, but that's why we need to be prepared and be ready and and know that this this isn't this is our time kind of thing. And that kind of goes to what what Bible verses I have. I have Jeremiah uh, one five. It says, "Before I formed you in the womb." I knew you. Before you were born, I set you apart. I appointed you as a prophet to nations. So obviously it's talking to Jeremiah. But that's talking to us too. Right. God knew us before we were we're even in the womb. Like, if you really think about that, that's like mind-boggling. Because you're like, wait, you knew me before I was even even made. Right. That it, like, yeah. Knowing that our, our... Steps are sort of planned out, um, and God being all-knowing and where we're going to be at. Yeah. And, uh, and you know, just dipping a little bit back to the, the Chinese Christians and them being, like, I would say they were more prepared for this as than, far as meeting, anybody. you know, as a church than anybody because 
they're like if you've read any accounts of Chinese Christians, they would walk for miles and miles in the middle of the night to meet in caves to spend time with other believers, praying, worshiping, and copying pages of the Bible. Like just finding, you know, someone has the it's this is your couple of pages of the Bible for the next you know, the next Couple time we, we meet, yeah. you know, until the next time we meet for you to memorize and taking it back and then writing it down, you know, word for word carefully, you know, so yeah. they have part of their part of a Bible for themselves and then hiding that away. Yeah. And just taking such, trying to take such great care of the piece of, of the word they have. Um, and then being able to pass it on to the next member, you know, because the yeah. Bibles are scarce there for Christians. So really a lot of it is by memorization and maybe some training they've gotten through through uh, Christians that have been able to send them different training stuff. But a lot of time they're d- just living in a lot of fear and still doing it, still yeah. doing the ministry, still getting out there you know, and being arrested for the gospel and beaten yeah. and and ministering to prison guards while they're there, just like Paul did. Yeah. You know, as Americans, we don't have that. Like, we, you know, right now is probably, I would say, some of the worst time in history for Christ followers in, in the States as far as, government entities saying that we have to keep our doors closed. Yeah. You can go to Walmart, but you can't go to church. Which doesn't make any sense. And or I, Home Depot or Lowe's or a hundred other grocery stores that are in your town. But Hobby Lobby's still closed. No, it's open. Is it? Yeah, it just okay. opened this week. Did it? Okay. Yeah, Maybe not every. but I was like thinking. It, like, was, oh, it was, these, was closed in a yeah. lot of places, but then I went there and I think they opened a week or so ago. Something okay. like that. Um, but even getting back to that, what you're saying is, for we are God's handiwork, which is Ephesians 2.10. For we are God's handiwork created in Christ Jesus to do good works, works, which God prepared in advance for us to do. So even in that, you're like if you're listening to this podcast, you're born for this. We're right. born to be here for this time. This is our time to shine. It's not... Um, I guess my whole my whole thought is is you're intentionally where you are because God needed you where you are, just like Francis Chan is where he needs to be in China. Is like God prepared us. He knew about the virus. He already knew it was coming. And he knew where we'd be, what we'd be doing, and what this would provoke. Mm-hmm. And I don't know. I don't know. Like even when I while thinking about that is provoking sleeping giants. That yeah were like even for us like it woke uh, a sleeping giant because i was like no we gotta get doing this yeah and it came from even like hey i've been dreaming of this for years and then we bought this stuff (laughs) but then we just never set up a time or a date and we're like all right we gotta make this real like let's do this and i've seen even people that i talked to that were doing podcasts and i'm like i even asked you and you did, you said no. And then I was like, George, you know, I asked you, you said you'd do it, let's do it here. And you're like, all right, let's do it. And so uh, we, we've 
winged this so far, and we've we've learned a lot. And I mean, we're getting better and better at what we're doing, and and getting better at this trade of podcasting. Uh, we got new mics, new stands, and all that stuff. So, I mean, uh, just knowing that God has us where we need to be right now, and or whoever is listening to this, God has you where you need to be. Right. Absolutely. Because we work, you know created for such a time as this when you know that that scripture talks about as that's from esther she was created for such time as as this and who are you to say that this isn't what god wants you to do you know we can look at scripture like that and say well that that was just for esther at her time well it's it's our time now and we still have a calling to preach the gospel and to be there for our fellow Christians, you know, um, or non-Christians or non-Christians. Definitely. And, um, when we were talking about this earlier this week, I wanted to touch on how is this affecting the body of believers? Like we don't know the effect that it's having on the effect that we know that it may be having on non-Christians or, seekers is that when we talk to there's there's fear and then when we talk to pastor friends of ours that have said um like we talked to rick and he said i have more of a listenership on on my podcast online yeah um or not sure if he said podcast but it's doing doing it online um then he's had people come to his church yeah which he said him being like an extrovert and wanting to get out there and talk to people, he felt like his church wasn't doing well. But yeah. when he looked at numbers of people that were listening to his sermons, he was like, well, maybe I'm reaching more people than I thought Yeah, by by being able to do this as well because I know these people in the community, small, you know, from a small community. So he kind of knows the people and knows that, well, they've never been in my church, but here they are listening to my sermon online. Yeah, you know. I think what it comes down to, even with that, is now what? And that's the big answer <laughs> or question is now what? Right. So pe- churches have had thousands of people saved. Now what? Because you can't disciple somebody through the TV. Not really. Like you you got to be together and, and break bread and and communicate and have community and all that stuff to discipleship. You can't do it from far. Like, hey, I'm going to make a podcast that's only about discipleship. It'll help some. That's not going to help a lot because there's a lot of people that are like, I would really love to be across the table from you. Right. And, like, I'm not saying it won't work. (laughs) But what I'm saying is there's more in this right here where we're sitting across from each other than with you being hundreds of miles away. Right. We were designed to be in in community. community. And, you know, when you look at Hebrews 10, 25, and it says, let us not neglect meeting together, they were not talking about a big mega church, you know. They were talking about meeting in people's homes. Let's let's continue to meet in each other's homes. They were very much an underground church church and you know where we get the fish symbol was from that time you know this is 
that we're going to put this symbol here. That's a meeting, you know, a safe place for Christ followers to go to meet. Yeah. And they would meet from house to house. And when Pentecost happened, they were, were afraid and shut up in a little room, not willing to go out um, because they were fear of being pure, persecuted. Yeah. And then, you know, God blew the doors wide open that no, you, you, you're afraid of being persecuted, so you're not going to go out. Well, here I'm coming in, and I'm <laughs> going to let all these people in that are persecuting you to shoo you out, to get yeah. you out of, of your comfort zone. So you're going to go out into the world and preach the gospel like I've called you to do. And, and we are doing that through this. And I, and I still think that, you know, there is definitely effect, an effect on the body of believers that aren't able to meet yeah. in, a, in a community setting. And now maybe, you know, I know church that I grew up in, church that I most recently went to um, in, in Illinois, it's been hard to really find a church that and get into a community of believers. Like I'm glad that you guys are on campus here with us and, you know, yeah. we can communicate with you as fellow believers, but you know, there was a, we'd have home church, you know, not home churches, but like home groups. Yeah. So you could get into a group Small with, groups or whatever you, call you know, it another church. group that yeah. had um, families with young kids or families with older kids or, Seniors, you know, more people that are are within your own like demographic type thing, and we would call them life groups because you're doing life together. Yeah, because we we are meant to do life together, and I know some places that they were had a hard time. You know, churches had a hard time getting the people to do life groups together because they're like, well, I go on Sunday if I that's just another day that I have to do something. Yeah, but. Now that we're starting to open things back up and people can meet at, you know, 10 people in a home, you know, maybe 20 people in a home. And or churches are opening. Right. That um, we, we might really start seeing life groups, house groups start growing and building community that way yeah. and bringing friends and neighbors in. Like, I would really love to see that happen and see that discipleship within the body of believers. Yep. You know. For sure. Even with, uh, just kind of going back to one thing you said, um, you said Esther uh, said she was made for that time. And, uh, but we don't. Like, that's that was one of my notes that I had was, Esther said that, but we don't. Right. We say, no, no, this isn't our time. This I should have been born in the, the 30s and, like, stuff like that. And that's just kind of, I don't know. I guess God doesn't make mistakes. And so that was really one of those things that I was like, that doesn't make any sense. Um, and even we have that attitude of we can't always think of, like, what we can do. We're always like, I can't do that. I can't do that. Nope. Uh, even... To be honest, like, there's a lot of naysayers about doing a podcast. I, what would you do it on? I don't know. And then that's where F cubed came from. <laughs> Faith, family, <laughs> friends. And right. then I was all, F cubed. That makes sense. Like, 
because uh, we do life together with family, friends, and obviously God. So right. that's we why it's talk faith about first, it. and, right. and then family, and then friends, because that's kind of the order. <laughs> so uh, <clears throat> one of the things I, I was also wrote down is not an average life. And so we were kind of talking about that, just like we're peculiar people, we're not normal people in the the aspect of like we don't always follow the trends and uh and even like i don't know have the girls in your house ever said anything like you're you're weird but it's awesome <laughs> like or like you're different or it's awesome or what what's different about you that does this i don't i don't know if you i don't know if i've had that def- had that here yeah really yet yeah a little bit you know they definitely see that, but um, I have definitely had that with people that I've worked with in the past. And like, what's different you know, about you? What's different about you? Or even what's wrong with you? Why? Are, <laughs> like, I've had that. Like, yeah. what's wrong with you? Why are you so optimistic all the time? Why you know? Yeah. And I, I don't like looking for. If I wanted to sit around and look for negatives, I could yeah. find negatives all day long. But I'm yep. going to look for the positive in people, and I'm going to try and encourage them to see the positive things in themselves as well. Yeah, that's just how I feel. God has designed me that I'm I'm an encourager, so I'm going to look for the good things that I see in you, and hopefully help you build on those good things. And you know, and that's how I take this line of work that we do. Is like, there's some girls that have some bad behaviors that come in here and. Yeah. And they definitely can rub us the wrong way. Yeah. You know, you, your personality just might not jive with theirs. And that's For okay. Sure. <laughs> you know, and and I, and we've told, the, you know, our students that you're not going to get along with everybody. And that's okay. You still need to be kind. You know, you still need to treat people well. Yeah. You know, just because someone's a jerk to you doesn't mean you should be a jerk back. You know, it's it's much easier to be a jerk back. It's much easier to, yeah. like, if someone insults you, to insult them right back. But Christ told us to turn the other cheek. You know? the, one of the things I tell girls is that um, it's it doesn't always feel good to do the right thing. Right. And I'm all, and sometimes when it does feel good, like that, like, uh, what's it called? Basically that adrenaline to your brain and to your body and all that when you're just being a certain mean way to somebody only lasts for a little bit and then you feel like a jerk and I, was right. like, I don't even care if you hate the person when you go to bed you think about you know if they did that to me and and it might not be as as like slappy in the face sometimes it's very subtle like oh man somebody's like well you're a jerk to so-and-so and like, right. Well, I don't want to be a jerk, <laughs> but you're like, well, you need to control your your attitude and and all that, and and that's kind of, I think, what we have to do is not have a bad attitude about maybe some of these things that are are happening and and going on around the world with us because we know that that with faith and and with God that everything's gonna be all right. And, like, even back in those Bible times when the church was going and all that, they helped each other. 
Right. They supported each other. They helped each other. They they made sure that so somebody needs something, they'd literally sell their cow. <laughs> like, hey, I'll sell my goat. I'll sell my sheep. I'll do whatever and get them what they need. Right. And, and it's I, more selfless than selfish. And, and you know, people go, well, that's just communism. Well, no, not not really. But it, it's, you know, if, if communism was ideal, I guess, maybe, yeah. if it was how it's supposed to be living, like truly living in community and like, hey, we want to support the church or we want to support this family member. Like, um, I think I said a couple of weeks ago when we were in Romania, we were, um, there was a couple of things that we needed to do. One, they wanted us to take down this stone wall. And so we started taking it out and then the posts were buried in the ground, probably like a good four feet deep. Yeah. So we got one out, you know, and it and it was like probably Hours six, six, eight guys of us working on it, all Americans, and like, well, what can we use? The you know, we brought money with us. What can we use to, you know, can we use money and go rent a bobcat and just boom, 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 we'll get it all done the next day. Yeah. Oh yeah, you can do that. Like okay, so found a rental place. We're gonna go rent it. But the next morning, like one of the pastors and one of the so that we were at the main church, and then they had several other churches that were offshoots that would um, support the community. Yeah. And so, which which was great. You know, these little country churches, yeah. and they're supporting their community. And so word got out to one of those pastors. So he's talking to his church at that night and said, this needs to be done at the main church. Whoever can get there. We're going to get this work done, pull them up these posts and take them on this wall, and the Americans are going to pay you. So <laughs> we, what we were going to spend on renting a bobcat, he went and talked to members of, of his church. By the time we got up that morning and went over to, to do it, the wall was already taken down. Like this crew of Romanian guys just got in there, tore the wall down, and were like, what's next? Okay, well, next we're going to start taking this building down. They're taking it down brick by brick. And in the States, we just knocked the whole building down, build a new building. Yeah. They were taking it down brick by brick to build a church, to build a home for one of the ladies in the church. Like, that's, to me, that's community. That's what we're supposed to be doing. And we're we're like just kind of dumbfounded. Like, we get up in the morning, the work that, they asked us to come and help do was already done. Yeah. Because we're lazy Americans. I'm sure that's how they looked at us. And we're going to go get a machine to do the work for us. Yeah. When they had a whole workforce that getting, making $7 a day was a good living wage for them. And we probably, you know, we, we, we did give the money to those people and they made a decent amount of money and we probably it cost us less to do that than it would have to rent the bobcat. Yeah. So it's it's just kind of things like that like really kind of blow blow your mind when you when you think about the body of believers in other places um that was probably when we were there it was probably just 10 years out of being under communist rule. Yeah. So they still were very leery of even being baptized because they were still marking people down when you get baptized in the church. 
so they would know who the Christians were. Yeah. <laughs> you know, they're still doing it, but um, it's well, just. Well, even even what, I, what I'm saying, like, and what you're talking about, we're not talking about communism because I think communism is trash. Sorry if you like it. Um, actually, I'm not. Uh, so it, it's one of those things where I, when, what we're talking about is, is giving more right. than anything and, and helping your fellow man and, and not just mean like, oh, well, I have four cows and I could give this cow to that family and they can eat for a year. Yeah. I'll just be selfish. Right. And, and I didn't mean like saying like. Communism was great. That's not yeah. what I'm trying to, what I'm <laughs> That's saying. What I'm saying. Just saying. A, you didn't say that. No, no, the, the community part of it, like. Could work. They're, like, e- even in that situation in yeah. Romania, like, they were under communist rule before. Yeah. And knew what it was like, and it was not about helping your neighbor out. No. And them as a church were doing things to help their neighbors out. Yeah. You know, that's what it what Christ was talking about and like, you know, it's people selling their stuff to help build a church or help build a community, you know, they're not, everybody's working at it together. Yeah. It's, it's not, we're going to feed that family and not teach them how to feed themselves. We're going to work with them and teach them how to, to build on, you know, build something for themselves. Yeah, for sure. But, um, so yeah, I don't, I don't know. I just feel like with with the church and with things that are going on, we we need that fellowship and all that, and it will come back. But I think just these are questions for our listeners to even think about, or even us. What are you gonna do from there? Right, and who? Now, like you said, now what? Who are you gonna yeah. like if you can't meet in your in your church? Yeah, which we and can, you know, because our church is still closed, right? And you know other people that can't, but you know other believers that can meet. You know, you can meet together in each other's homes. Now yeah. you're starting to be able to to do that, and so, um, you know, even even talking to one of my friends in, in his comment was, you know, he's known so many people that have um, gone back to drinking yeah, because they don't have that structure of either going to church on Sunday or being able to go to meetings that they, they need, you know, they need that community yeah. to support them. And so when they don't have that community around them, their church isn't open, but the liquor store is. And they're bored, you know, on devices, basically. Right. And what can we do as believers, as fellow humans, to, hey, I'm going to check on that brother or sister that I know is struggling with this. Um, I'm going to reach out to them and maybe I can get together with them. Yeah. Or, you know, maybe we can social distance and go meet at a park and, you know, talk about the Lord together or, you know, chicken, right. Like, (laughs) um, like there's things that I think we should do. We can do that. Why aren't we doing kind of thing? Right. And, and and I think 
like we were saying at the beginning, like we we've just been unprepared yeah. to do that, you know. And sadly, as the body of believers being unprepared and um, not knowing what to do, and all these things that, well, I got that from church. I, yeah. you know, I I met together every Sunday because I had church to go to. Well, you could still meet together. Yeah. You know, and people are doing Zoom and stuff like that, but that's not, it's not the same as being face to face. You know, it's, it's nice to be able to see my, my, my sons over, you know, FaceTime or whatever. Yeah. But it's not the same. I can't reach out and give them a hug, you know, and humans need touch. Yeah. You know, it's something that we need. Even if you hate hugs. Even if, right. Even if you hate hugs, you still like, a People pat on still the back a pat on the back or just like you know yeah. um and this a punch in the stomach so really I love you that's a very good friend of mine that she does not like hugs <laughs> and she punched me in the stomach <laughs> <laughs> that's hateful and she did it out of love not really yeah <laughs> <laughs> not really so yeah i just i don't know like um I don't know. I just, it's one of those things that I just know that I feel like God's talking and we need to be listening kind of thing right now. And it's kind of stop things and stop the busyness of life, if that makes sense. I agree with, with the stopping busyness of life. Yeah. The thing that is really kind of upsetting to me about uh, about that is that people are i've seen it both ways people are getting out and hiking and doing things with their family that they haven't done be you know in a long time because they were too busy working but Um, what what i what i'm saying or what my point is is that like with all the distractions we have if you really sit back and listen god's talking not Obviously, people are distracting themselves with a bunch of a bunch of crap and a bunch of things. And well, right, I'm can, just saying, like yeah. social media and stuff like that has really yeah. been Internets. on the rise. It, yeah. it, the internet is. <laughs> I mean, people have been struggling with like bandwidth and stuff because so many people are on the internet now. Because yeah. like, and then you have like Netflix and Hulu and that are reaching out and like, hey. We'll give you this for free, you know. <laughs> yeah, we'll just give it sit for in the free house and four months, right? Just sit in the house and watch TV more. Yeah, you know. Hey, you need a new car? We're we'll gonna give you. We'll one. give you one for the next three months. You won't have any payments on it, you know, yeah. or six, whatever it is. You know, like there's definitely people that are taking advantage of it. Yeah, and um, I kind of wanted to bring this up a little bit as far as, you know, going back to the churches. Go for it. Is um, I heard a pastor say one time, um, I think I would, if I would have known when I got into ministry what I know now, I would have gone to school for business. <laughs> and it, and being because in in a church, especially a larger church, 
Yeah. There's a lot of business involved in it. And there is. You know, and I don't I don't think church I don't think you know the early church meant it to be a, a, a business, business. Yeah. you know, where you're having employees and paying their insurance and stuff like that. I mean, Paul worked through his ministry by being a tent maker. Yeah. You know, when he when and, and said he was um, good when there was when he was hungry. He was was fine when he was fully fed. He was fine. He he learned to live with whatever circumstances, whatever means he was in. You know, and also said, "Hey, this church here, you did great and helped me support supporting me in my evangelism. This church over here, you looked more, you know, at yourselves than being worried about helping others out." Yeah. You know, and where do we fall in that? Are we are we gonna fall in the hey we're uh, we're suffering because our our business model of churches isn't doing great because yeah. we don't have people coming in and tithing and you know and then let's get online and and ask for a tithe and and I'm not saying that's wrong like I, yeah. I'm saying we do need to tithe we need to give to our local church and stuff like that and yeah. I know that probably hasn't been happening because people aren't able to go to church, but yeah. um, what are you doing to get out into your community while you have, like, your doors have had to be closed? Yeah. You know? Well, even with with that whole, I keep referring to Francis Chan, but, I mean, it was so good. Um, he talked about that. He goes, what, <clears throat> what happens if you can't open your doors again? Are you right. not? Are you not a pastor anymore? No, you still have sheep. You still feed your sheep, right? He goes. Just because a church fires you and lets you go does not mean you're not a pastor anymore. You might have to get a real job and still be a pastor. He goes. It might not be in that building. It might not be in a building. You might meet at a park for years. But you're still having people, and people will come, and people will come and be like, hey, I can play the guitar, <laughs> and, and we do worship that way. Right, you might have people come in, and, and uh, you know, like I, I know both of us, we have pastoral callings on our, our lives, and yeah. I've worked in a lot of ministries, but I've never been... A pat like an ordained pastor yeah. or licensed pastor, I've had a lot of people call me pastor just because I I do have, you know, there is that calling. But I'm yeah. a pastor anywhere I go. I'm gonna feed sheep anywhere I go. Like, yeah, the last place that I worked, I I had a group of people that, um, they weren't necessarily believers, but some of them became believers. Yeah, and some of them came back to you know to their, their roots of faith that they were brought up in and and prayed with them. And um, they were like, you know, I'm so glad that you working are working here in this department and just seeing your face has, uh, you know, your faith, I should say, has brightened this place up. Yeah. You know, and I was just being me. I was trying to encourage them and share and yeah. be like, I'd write a Bible verse on my whiteboard in my office and people would come in and read it and, oh, that's great, you know, and yeah. write in their day. And that, like people that 
I know had never been by that office when somebody else was in it. Yeah. Came by my office just to <laughs> say, Hey, what's going on? You know, yeah. and sit down and talk for a few minutes and, you know, hopefully yeah. I'd give them an encouraging word and, you know, brighten up their day a little bit. For sure. So. Yeah. So we have a little bit of time left. Um, but yeah, I, I don't know. I guess in my head, I just keep thinking about like, what, what are we going to do? And I'm, I'm speaking to even us, like, obviously we're doing this, which is super helpful. And, but how are we going to do this to reach more people and, and do that? And, and so that, that's why, uh, for you people who don't know, me and George are, are knocking on a bunch of doors to see what kind of guests we can get on the podcast because we think that it's important to get get different perspectives and get more ideas and things because these people that we do get on here, which you don't know as we talked to them before, we talked to them after and kind of speak life into each other and, and all that. And so it's super helpful to, to get ideas to help even you guys as listeners to come up with ideas to, to talk to you guys about different things because uh, we're, we're doing life with these other people and each other and, and uh, yeah. And, and we want to be able to help whoever we can, when we can and however we can. Yeah. And if that's by, you know, you guys showing, you know, throwing out ideas out there, hit us up on our Facebook page, F cubed Facebook. Yeah. Um, and shoot ideas out. Or if you have someone that you're like, Hey, I think this person would be really great to come on and you have a connection with them. Yeah. Let us know. We will reach out to those people. And, um, because we want, we want to do a better podcast. Yeah. You know, continue to make it better and have more people listen, reach out to as many people as we can and uh, spread the spread of love, the love of Christ, the love of our families, yep. the love of our friends. You know, that's what we are all about here at F cubed. Yes, sir. So before we head off, I don't know if you got something else, but I do. Um, one thing that I was just reading this week and thinking about is uh you because none of us as believers and if you're not a believer um we'd love to talk to you even on our facebook page you message us whatever uh but the biggest thing is that uh if you need proof i i've been doing a lot of studying on where the bible came from and where jesus came from and and how how authentic is that and it's very authentic and there's there's a lot of information and facts so if you have any doubts hit us up because i i definitely can help you out there and (laughs) send you in the right direction but as believers um what i was thinking is i can't call jesus ordinary like he wasn't an ordinary person at all and neither are we because he's in us and so we can't be that. And so one one Bible verse I read this week was Hebrews ten thirty eight. And it says, But my righteous ones will live by faith. 
and I take no pleasure in the ones who shrink back. I I just kind of sat there and I was like, I don't want to be the one who shrinks back. See, God takes no pleasure in you, right? And I, and and I think by us doing this and trying to reach out to as many people as we can, we're not shrinking back. We've actually stepped it up. You know, yeah. dreams realized. Uh, something I wanted to share real quick. Um, if we run out of time, whatever. Okay. Um, this someone just posted this on Facebook and kind of hit me. It says, "Stop calling it quarantine. Quarantine is for the." For the sick, this is house arrest. Stop, call it social distancing. There's nothing social about forced isolation. Definitely not. (laughs) You know, stop saying safer at home because for millions of Americans in abusive situations and with mental health struggles, their home is anything but safe. Stop saying this is for the greater good. No good can come from the government picking and choosing who is essential and who isn't. Think Nazi Germany. Every single person and every single business is essential and most of all, stop saying new normal because there is nothing normal about any of this. And there is nothing normal in, uh, about any of this. And bringing it back to where we started, and even a couple of weeks ago, I was thinking we shared this too. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do, but encourage and warn each other, especially now that the day of his coming back again is drawing near. Yep. That's what we're supposed to do. We're supposed yeah. to not stop meeting together, and if it's by meeting like this or going and meeting your neighbor, yeah, do it. And especially, like you saying, the new normal. What about us as normal? <laughs> We're not supposed honest. to be normal. I mean, really. I mean, like if you really think about it, what what's normal about us? Like we <laughs> we have faith that is sometimes not rational to people. To be honest. Right. Because they're like, well, I mean, there's earthquakes happening here. <laughs> there's a pandemic. There's all this crap. And we're still like, you know, God's got us. Right. And, and people so are like, <laughs> that's not normal. Someone yeah. posted, <laughs> what about that super volcano in Yellowstone? Is anyone keeping an eye on that? <laughs> or is that next month? You know, I mean, and it's, yeah. I mean, we laugh about stuff like that, but yeah, since I've been in Utah, I've experienced an earthquake, I've experienced a <laughs> pandemic, and I've had friends that are still living in Illinois, I feel bad for you, that even said something as stupid as you can take your family in a car, a family of five, to your boat and go out on your boat. But only two of you can go in the boat at the time. How does that make any sense? <laughs> that doesn't make <laughs> like, any like, sense. What are you, like, is the governor just getting out there and saying stuff to say it? Because that's certainly what it seems like. Yeah, because you know, why could You know what? Go and be with your family. Take them to the lake. But only two of you can go at the lake at a time. Because what if you come in contact with... A mermaid on the lake? I don't know. <laughs> I don't know. The lady of the lake? <laughs> the lady of the lake. Yeah, I have no clue. Um, so, yeah. Uh, next, just so you guys have a heads up, I'm excited for next week. We have Joe Monzo. He's uh, the head pastor or uh, leader, I don't know what you want to call him, of uh, Gamer Church. So they do outreaches to... Gamers who like to play video games, board games, all that stuff. 
And I'm super excited because we get him next week. And uh, he he just kind of <laughs> was just a normal guy in the group. And then all of a sudden, some crazy crap happened there. And all of a sudden, he's the head honcho in the whole thing. And so, like we've said in this whole thing, that um, you just got to be at the right place at the right time. And God, you are where you need to be. God has you where you need to be. Right place, right time, where you are right now. Yep. And so, George, you want to pray us out of this one? We got four minutes left. Yeah. Um, and I, I'll, I'll say to that, too, like, God sets us up yep. for things. Like, we don't even know. Like, I didn't know that I would come to – I mean, I knew I was coming to Utah. I didn't yeah. know I would meet you. I didn't know we would do a podcast. Yeah. Two weeks into meeting you, hey, what do you think about doing a podcast? Yeah, I'm thinking about it for years, and now we're <laughs> doing it. So just like definitely dreams realized, reaching out to people, we're sharing our faith with people in a, a very real way for us, and yeah. um, and and we welcome feedback. If you're listening to this podcast, let us know what you'd like to see do better and or um, more of. Yeah, or less more of, of less of. Um, doesn't mean we'll do it, but well, we're we're open. Yeah. yeah, we're open to feedback. Doesn't mean we'll listen to the feedback. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying because somebody might be like, you should talk about Jesus less. I'm just saying, right? <laughs> so I'm just making just sure so you know you that know won't happen. That <laughs> there's some things that we can do, and there's some things we can't do. Um, obviously, we're a brand new podcast, so it's going to take a while to get the equipment we need. And so we will get it. We're getting there. So. Right. There may be a GoFundMe in our future. <laughs> for us. <laughs> so, Lord, I thank you for Jacob. I thank you, Lord, for uh, myself. I thank you, Lord, for our wives and our families. Um, thank you, Lord, for the people that listen to this podcast and been sharing it. And we ask that you give us uh continued wisdom and lead us by your Holy spirit in doing this podcast and bless everyone that's listening and that will listen and Lord, give us eyes to see and ears to hear and hearts that understand Lord in Jesus name. Amen. See you guys next week. <laughs>